Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. connected to my speaker here, and it is not working. <laughs> Typical Monday. I'm just Happy March, everybody. March 3rd. Can't even believe it. Okay. Can't believe how fast this whole year is going already. March. Wow. Well, what's going on in your wee world? We have a lot going on in the dragon world. So we're sending lots of prayers to our little man dragon for a speedy recovery. I ordered him some weed today. Yep. Pretty awesome. Um, so we're gonna see how that goes. He just got a little C B D hemp oil and um we've got some pain issues going on right now. So for a bearded dragon, you know, the only way they tell you they're upset is if their beard's black right now, it's jet black. He's not happy. So we're going to try and make him super happy with some marijuana. That's right. Anyway. Uh, Wednesday, everybody. I'm getting ready. I'm getting the bomb here. I still don't know why my, uh, my little radio won't go Bluetooth on me, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. It'll get connected at some point. How's everybody stay? Are we even live? Are we on? Can you hear me now? I should probably call in to my own show and, and find out. Because <laughs> uh, that's usually the trick. And we want to say a shout out to Grand Island. Hope you kids are all feeling better over there. And we look forward to seeing Silver Sister soon. Uh, shout out to Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down Monday through Friday right now. And then Monday through Saturday, too, uh, we're going to have certifications on Saturdays again. So you can come down and get certified. And that'll be fantastic because, uh, you know, people are going back to work and kids are going back to school and uh, vaccinations are coming out. So we will be ready for your certifications. And uh, a really good reason to get certified. Yep, we're on air. I just checked. Uh, <laughs> um, and recreational culture is 
crazy. I don't know what anybody was thinking when they thought. It's just like the way they rolled out the marijuana program. It's just stupid and unorganized. And um, dispensaries are charging more now. Yeah, they're charging medical patients more. And they're making patients wait in line that shouldn't be waiting in line. And if I were any of you and you're going to get recreational marijuana, I would definitely call the dispensary first and say, what is your policy? What's your procedure? Because I went to a dispensary a couple weeks ago, and I was totally, totally disgusted by what happened. Um, Still haven't talked to the owner. I will. Trying to still just figure out what to say besides your dispensary was horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, Dirty people running around. We were the only two medical patients, and we got in last. There were 15 rec patients, and they got in before we did. Yeah. Ooh. That is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing that should never happen. Um, They say they're honoring the medical program people first. And, in fact, this place did the exact opposite. Don't do that. You know? If you can't handle having recreational marijuana, then give it to somebody that can. And actually, thank you for making yourself and everybody look bad because more and more people are coming to get certified. You don't want to put up with your BS. 25% sales tax? Seriously? No protection from the law for your employers or your landlords? They can just fire you whenever the heck they want to. Oh, man, this is bad news, bad news. Plus, all these different, you don't even get, like, the same weed. You get, like, crappy weed, leftovers, things that are dried out and no good. Um, You don't want that. You don't want sloppy seconds from anybody. That's for damn sure. So, before you go out into the marijuana world, um, check out Tumbleweed Health Center and come get certified. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Check out com and uh, see what it takes. It doesn't take much. Uh, if you don't have records, it's 324 for everything. That's the state fee, both doctor visits that you have to establish your records with, and also uh, the processing, and we'll even print you out a card uh, when it comes out, when you get it, when you get approved. Usually, you're approved within 24 to 48 hours from coming into our health center. So, that's fantastic news. But I always tell people, if you need it right now, you can go get wrecked if you want to stand in lines and pay ridiculously high amount of money. Um, that's ridiculous. I just, I can't believe it, 25% sales tax. Um, and, you know, you get more medicine in the marijuana program. In the medical program, you get better medicine. Jeez, can't believe you're doing that. Um, so I asked the company this today, well, what constitutes your top, you know, what constitutes the top shelf? And the lady was like, well, uh, it's got a lot of crystals on it, you know, and then the and then the middle shelf doesn't have as many, and then there's sun grown, and then there's bottom shelf. And I'm like, you know what? Weed should be all top shelf. Bottom shelf, top, middle side. Here's what we got in the back. Here's what we have underneath my shoe. You know, things like that. Medicated. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So if you want to come down uh, and get certified, let me tell you the conditions that you can do so for in Arizona. We do telemed, no charge for telemed. 
Um, if you go to our webpage at tumbleweedcellcenter.com, you can vote now right for us. Right there at the top is a big old banner. Click it. Vote for us, please. We would love to get Best Certification Center for six years in a row. We've got the first five days. Uh, but we'd love to get six years in a row. So get on the Two Song Weekly and vote for us. The link is right there, I believe. It's at the top of every one of the pages. Yep, it's, it's all across the board. So if you go to the certification section, there it is again. Um, you can find out what conditions qualify you for a medical marijuana card. You can also just book your appointment right there. It says book appointment, book appointment. Click that. Maybe I'll make that flashier so people will know that it's an actual button. Okay. What conditions qualify you for a medical cannabis card? PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, which includes everything from um, fibromyalgia, DDD, RA, migraines, IBS, all sorts of stuff. Um, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, all the types of seizures are included there. HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, which includes uh, dementia and, and all the Alzheimer's in between, um, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. So if you have any one of these conditions, oh no, it's not letting me run my commercial because it's not letting me directly connect. Um, let's see if it it's going to let me do this because I have to like, I'm actually using another program to host this show. So I don't know. I just clicked a button and we'll see what happens. Um, it's going to say, it looks like you're calling into your own show. You idiot. <laughs> or maybe not. We'll see. Maybe it'll let us use our, our audio clips for the day. And maybe it won't. But if it won't, let's see what I have here. Um, I bet if I opened up, let's see, if I opened up iTunes or my music. Oh, no. It quit on me. It wouldn't let me do it. So I'm I'm hoping that the show is still being hosted. I should probably call back and find out because that's the way um, Blog Talk Radio works. It kind of really sucks. And uh, if you're not careful, um, <laughs> you can get tuned out of your own show. Let's see. And we're looking. It's still on air, so we'll just leave it like that. And uh, I'm trying to find in my music library. No, not Apple Music. I want my library, my artists. Oh, boy, they changed everything, and I don't know how to find um, even my own, even my own commercial here. This is crazy. Anyway, um, let's see if we can find it. If I look in the whole entire uh, computer, probably not. Tumbleweeds commercial. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. There it isn't. There it isn't. And there it isn't. Okay, you don't get a Tumbleweeds commercial today. I know, lame. Well, that's blog talk radio for you, but at least we're on the call. I mean, geez. And I thought if I went to my music, my iTunes, I could, uh, I could find it. But I can't seem to find it anywhere. So we're going to just, I'm, I'm actually still looking. <laughs> oh, you know what it's probably under? I bet it's under Weed Day Wednesday. I bet, but that's, I bet it's under the, I bet there's a commercial. So we'll just keep looking. Oh, there they all are. 
Read Day Wednesday intros, final, 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 final. So no, nothing about um, <laughs> nothing about tumbleweeds or commercials. But come on down Monday through Friday right now. You can get certified, and uh, you'll be visiting our doctors via telemedicine. Um, and then Saturday, starting next Saturday, we will have um, we will have guests. I mean, we'll guess we'll have a doctor on Saturday for you to come in and, and get certified. Well, there you have it. Sorry about that. No weeds day Wednesday commercial. Uh, you know what qualifies you. You can get in touch with us at 520-838-4430. You can also email thctucson at gmail.com. And um, you can come in, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. And let's see. On our, on our website, there's a form at the bottom of the first page. We can just click it and hit contact us. And um we, you can contact us, leave us a message and say, hey, what's going on? How do I get certified? Or um, it should be pretty self-explanatory in the certification section um, for your medical marijuana card. Uh, doctors are Monday through Friday only, just this week, starting next week, Saturdays. $274 for a new or renewal. $199 if you have food stamps. If you don't have current medical records, um, then we are going to have to... Uh, get you some medical records, and you can do that um, actually uh, visiting one of our doctors <clears throat> on staff. So you can see both of our doctors. Ah, oh, this is funny. I'm trying to look up. I looked up tumbleweeds on my computer. Oh no! And uh, there we go. Nope, still not working. I'm trying to find these commercials, but it looks like it's looking all over the whole internet, and it's not what I want. I don't want. Oh my gosh! I'm pulling up bank statements. <laughs> All sorts of crazy stuff. Come on, guys. Come on, Mac. We're, we're Apple, don't fail me now. So let's see. Um, it's just not pulling up anything that we wanted to pull up. So Oh, well, no commercial right now. I'll find it on the break. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, we're going to read. Well, I'm not going to read. Doug Fine's going to read for us today. Finally. We get back to Doug Fine. We've had some really amazing interviews lately. Um, we had some vets on that are that are doing some exciting things with cannabis and helping patients grow their own uh, marijuana. Um, yeah, all sorts of really great guests are coming on, uh, coming up too. Got some really great guests coming up. So let's see what else is going on in the world. Uh, if you go to Tumbleweeds, you can. There's our homepage about us certification, telemedicine, radio show, cannabis 101 for those that are new. We do have an online store you can check out. Uh, there's a news section. You can see what's going on in the news. There are videos you can watch, which are really great. Um, and my favorite, I love our videos. Uh, I love Leaf. It used to be the first video up there, but now it's moved around. Um, where is it? It's well, now it's way at the bottom. No, where is it? Where did it go? Where did our Leaf go? Oh, there it is. Oh, it is oh, it's kind of in the middle. Leaf, the power of juicing. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, you really need to watch it. Um, we think juicing is going to be the thing to do in the future with hemp and cannabis. You can juice either plant. It's, it's fantastic. So um, check it out. And um, who knows? Maybe we'll just put that on right now. You can listen to it. We say Wednesday, everybody, for those just tuning in. Let's see if we can't get to, get this on here. So why is this muted? We don't want it. We don't want it muted. So for some reason, <laughs> here we go. 
Wow, again, my computer is failing me. I don't know what's going on this morning, but it's not letting me. Oh, why is there no sound? Oh, that's weird. We'll, we'll start over. My sound. Yeah, let's start over. Here we go. See if you can hear this. Please, the power of juicing on Wednesday, Wednesday, live cannabis radio podcast. Check it out. I totally believe in what we're doing, and I think it's the most important thing that I can be doing right now. There are so many people who are sick, and if this can help them, people have to know about this. Yes, they do. Research is finding there's it's no alternative. It's fantastic that I get to share this with my family, that we're doing this together, and Dr. William Courtney, MD. It requires aging, drying, so 
us, a hunter-gatherer could gather this plant, we notice, well, as this plant ages, it changes character and suddenly has a psychoactive effect. I think that's the most exciting area of cannabis research is looking at non-psychoactive cannabinoids. Because if you do heat it, you'll decrep oxalate to THC acid, and you're going to have 600 milligrams of THC acid with the CBD acid. You'd be unconscious probably the better part of the week. Between um, heating the plant, whether that's in a sucker, a cookie, a baked good, um, a butter, vaporized, smoked, all of those uh, techniques um, convert THC acid, which is non-psychoactive, into THC and provide you with that 10 milligram dose. Um, but if you eat the plant raw, um, then THC acid is the way it's found in the plant. It's not psychoactive. The juicing allows you to get up to the 500 to 600 milligrams, which is 60 times more than you could tolerate if it was heated. This treatment is not psychoactive. People don't have to be stoned when they take it. They can take it and go to work. They can take it and play with their kids. It's hard for me to, to understand laws against something like green leaf therapy and to think that prednisone is legal. We're still fighting the, the stigma of uh, marijuana back from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I was a prosecutor for eight years in Mendocino County, so I know it from both as a defense attorney and as a prosecutor. The 1972 Controlled Substances Act said that marijuana has no medical value whatsoever. The federal government has a patent on its medical property. The Food Drug Administration has approved of it as a medicine of the drug. I have not found the United States to be very open about cannabis research. In order to print an article in a peer-reviewed journal, you have to use cannabis that they've certified for your study. And there are physicians who've waited three, four, five, six years, some even longer than that, to just get a sample. The federal government's been kind of schizophrenic in the way it looks at marijuana. It says it has no medical value under that act. At the same time, the federal government has been funding research in marijuana for years, for decades. And they've even patented certain strains of marijuana because they recognize it has its, that medical value. The California Narcotic Officers Association does not believe in medical marijuana. They believe it's all a big scam, and that's how they train law enforcement officers. Law enforcement is allowed to take a percentage of all assets that are forfeited and seized under the state and federal asset forfeiture. So it takes the really enlightened and compassionate law enforcement officer to recognize that these medical marijuana laws are designed to protect patients. I was trained when someone had marijuana, you took them to jail. There was no medicine use for, for marijuana. It's an illegal substance, and people went to jail for it. In 1996, California took a huge leap. Uh, I didn't support Proposition 215 because of the uh, education I had, the experience I had, and what I had seen through the illegal marijuana gardens that I had seen throughout my career. Since 1996, I have changed my opinion somewhat. I yeah. believe there is a very clear medicinal use for marijuana. That being said, I believe that there are a, a large percentage of people who use marijuana as an excuse to either make profits or for recreation. Well, they do that with everything, uh, even bubblegum. People who use marijuana for the true intended use that the voters pass, medicinal, I'll do everything I can to support their rights. There's many more yeah, things that down. law enforcement can be focused on than medicinal marijuana. And I, I don't want to give right. the impression at all Amen. that I support people who are growing marijuana for medical purposes 364 days of the year 
and then one day a year they make a big sale for a couple hundred thousand dollars and and they're a, a commercial seller that one day of the year they're the people who are causing problems for the people who really and truly need and can use mm-hmm. medical marijuana. Amen. That's right. We say Wednesday, folks. We have two things. It's terrifying, you know, to be told as a parent that your child does have a tumor in, in her brain. They gave us a 10% chance of survival with treatment. At the Oakland Children's Hospital, where they called me and they said they had a baby the who they were discharging home. They had, the baby had completed all treatment that would be useful for it, had brain tumor, excuse me, um, had, uh, had surgery, had radiation and chemo, and the tumors were still growing and still multiplying. Um, and therefore they, they said to the parents to take this baby home and make it comfortable. Uh, because there's nothing more that we know oh. that will help it's devastating starting to accept the, to the point where the illness had taken her and us and try and find some acceptance a month went by and i got in contact with the family and they said well we just came back from children's hospital they did a cat scan the tumors have shrunk and there are fewer of them and they said i'll tell you what we've been doing, we've been juicing the families of the marijuana oh. plant and giving us our baby a oh. shot glass of this juice every day. But oh this my gosh! Is like this wonderful hospice story. She is no longer on hospice. <laughs> um, I brought the oxygen concentrator back. Um, it's, it's just one of those wonderful success stories. This, you know, the plant is a pretty amazing plant because it right. appears that. The juice of this plant is, is saving the baby's life. Here we have something we can really Amen. change people's lives. I mean, I was laying in bed, catheterized, thinking that physicians were just trying to make me comfortable. They really didn't think that there was anything more that they could do and that I may not live to be 30, which I am now. So mm. that was the best I could hope for. The best I could hope for was taking enough macedone and perfect oh. every day oh, that I just didn't feel anything at all. I think oh, got God. in touch with Dr. Courtney because we had received a doctor's recommendation from one of his patients, and in it it asked that they start juicing the leaves and having capsules and a few other items, which I didn't know anything about. So after I contacted him, I was really excited to hear that there might be some other alternatives to um, smoking other cannabis. These are friends we've had in the past year. They said, uh, your father's not the same as he was when we first met him, and he's, he's much more alive and much, you know, doing a lot more, more active. I had informed them that it was because of the juice that he had been taking. Right after we started juicing, that he seemed to be more active. You know, we would do things out in the garage more, and he wouldn't spend so much time in his chair. But we have ran, ran out, uh, periodically in the last year and a half. And uh, that's what made me convinced that he needed it because when he would run out, he would have trouble getting out of the car. You either have no ovaries or at the very least your sterile. Despite very potent birth control, despite being sterile, the Hyatt said she was gonna come join the party. Wow. Amen. Look at that. 
Yep. Happy ending. You're listening to We Say Wednesday. This is Leaf. Power of before you do anything different like Juicy Cannabis. Cannabis International, is it .com, .org, check it out. That's freaking fantastic. I love that. It makes me cry every time. Dr. Courtney's great. <laughs> Funny story, I got to sit next to him at <clears throat> um, a conference where we all met <laughs> oh so long ago, patients out of time. And but like the main reason I wanted to, to see this show this day or this talk this day was for this for this the juicing and i'm sitting next to this guy and i'm looking at him and he's got the coolest and i knew it had to be hemp i knew it had to be a hemp suit and he had the coolest like beige hemp suit on you know super nice and his green tie and you know he just looked like he knew something <laughs> come to find out it was william courtney and he was talking about juicing i sat right next to him 
Oh, I freaking love it. I also got his business card. Thank you. But I couldn't read his handwriting, and when I went to message or went to send him an email, I don't think it ever got through. He does have doctor's handwriting. We will have him on air. I think he owes me a show <laughs> for that alone. All right, and let's see if this works. Oh, boy. Hang on, hang on. There we go. Found that at least.
in our wider industrial processes is a vital and long-term project. Agriculture can show the way, but it's about the whole society getting on board in all sectors, on all cylinders. Every industry from energy to transportation to manufacturing must transform to a regenerative mode. A factory, glue product, or road might look nearly the same as it always has, but there will be two differences. The bio-based one will perform better and will now play a role in saving humanity rather than destroying it. Plus, we'll get better industrial advertising slogans too. Rather than better living through chemistry, our style of tagline will be superimposed over images of reusable hemp-built rocket boosters sticking a landing, happy families loading up their electric car with a picnic basket, and an auto mechanic lubricating an axle with a tube of clean, safe, plant-based oil. One slogan could read simply, hemp, superfood for our stuff. Longtime food industry professionals tell me they believe farmers will be receptive to human, livestock, and industrial seed oil and fiber applications. Steve McGarra, founder and CEO of the Kansas City-based High Plains Nutrition Animal Feed Business, describes the heartland farming situation starkly. We've got upwards of a million starving Midwest farmers losing hundreds of dollars per acre on soy, he said. I estimate 12 million acres is needed just for animal feed. It's such a fine match of need and timing that I've considered paying to provide farmers with their initial seed. He's not waiting for the Digital Age Homesteading Act. The plant, in alliance with farmers who grow it and the engineers who figure out how to make it into useful stuff, is ready. No more plastic crap. Supercapacitor scrap piles aside, the fiber side of hemp is hard. It is physically hard, which is good. It's durable, sturdy, pound for pound, rivaling spider webs for the title of world's strongest material. But it's hard for independent farmers to market because it requires immense volume to feed production scale processing. And yet we need it. If seed oil can help with our resins and epoxies, it's the fiber that will compose the actual stuff in our regenerative future. I had no choice but to work on this personally. About the time we had our second human kid, my sweetheart officially instituted the no more plastic crap rule that still governs our lives here on the Funky Butte Ranch. We were sick of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, then the size of Texas, now the size of Russia. Plus, our 1,200-square-foot adobe house has only so many molecules of airspace in it for any materials, regenerative or otherwise. When I don't wear my slippers for a simple trip from off to bathroom, I severely injure a tome. The final straw, though, I'm pretty sure, was the mountain of off-gassing, offshore-produced, already-breaking gear we compiled from well-meaning kin when the first child arrived. Plastic swings, leaky sippy cups, pesticide-soaked onesies made by other kids in Indonesia. At least the diapers were hemp for both kiddos. Kicking petrochemical plastic is, of course, a sound policy. And I say that only partly for reasons that anyone with a strong, treasured life partner will understand. The least I can do is follow the lead of the woman who makes my hemp underwear. She makes me feel like Pa Ingalls without the cultural insensitivity and the tobacco addiction. But she's also right. Decaying plastic particulates really are bad for you. Did you know if you use petroplastic bottles, estrogen-like chemicals can leach into your drinking water? Well, 
only in 70% of samples in one study. Even the everyday devices we press against our bodies contain unnecessary dangers. In 2018, Samsung's president, Kim Ki Nam, apologized after 10 years of stonewalling to the dozens of employees sickened in a company cell phone factory from the routine toxins that we, in turn, carry with us everywhere. Our tools are killing us, the soil expert Ray Archuleta says. It's not that inconvenient to give up petroplastics and the chemicals that go into making them. Really, the only substantive lifestyle change I noticed since the no new plastic rule went into effect is in my family's to bring lists for our very occasional town trips. Hemp grocery bags instead of plastic or paper in the store, for instance, and wax paper to wrap bakery bread. At home, the only adjustment I have to make is accepting the dangerous potential in all our repurposed glass bottles and containers. Half awake at breakfast time, if I grab a jug with white powder labeled coconut flour, might be that, might be salt, might be diatoms. The other day, I heard myself asking my oldest son, would you please bring me my water glass? It's the spicy pickle jar. One has to repurpose, though. Our devices during this brief, ridiculous planned obsolescence era are a key problem. A 2016 United Nations study reported that 44.7 million metric tons of electronic gear is dumped planet-wide each year. Yay, people! We Americans, like folks in most of the world, just throw out 80% of our old phones and other digital widgets. Japan's a bit better, with store-based recycling programs that get as much as 50% of old gizmos. We have to figure out a way for our stuff postable, or at least genuinely recyclable. End of life for a product is as important a stage as the day we buy it. Mm -hmm. Hemp fiber wellspring for the coming worldwide return to biomaterials feedstock for our entire industrial pipeline is on the case. A decade ago, I wrote a book, Farewell My Subaru, Mm -hmm. about greatly reducing my fossil fuel use while keeping digital age comforts. I bolted some solar panels on the roof, started eating eating more ranch-raised food, and began driving on vegetable oil. Those sorts of things. Even though I calculated that I reduced my fossil fuel consumption close to 80% as a result, I still consume more fossil-based energy than the average Filipino village. And even with the dramatic reduction in new plastic purchases my sweetheart has instituted, what seems to stay in our no matter what we do is the dang rat on all our widgets and even our food. Actually, the problem is the wrapping for the wrapping. Even when a package comes in compostable cardboard, it so often is shrink-wrapped in hellish clear plastic. Gobs of it accumulate in our home, edging the dogs out of their beds. This has become a top fiber app mission for me. I would so love hemp to shake up the packaging industry. A solution was handed to me in the course of reporting on Margaret Flewellen's Oregon products, specifically her Zenith CBD Hemperettes. Until you get to each carton's overwrap, the industry term for the clear stuff that drives me mad, Margaret's completely vertically integrated product is the poster child for the regenerative packaging effort. First off, a Zenith, with hemp grown by Edgar, is wrapped in organic hemp rolling paper with hemp filters. A dozen are packaged in a box made entirely from hemp by a Eugene, Oregon company called Hemp Press. So she's supporting on-brand regional ancillary companies, which is easy when their performance makes the grade. 
It's more durable than the tree paper packaging we used at first, Margaret told me when I examined her packaging process. <clears throat> at scale, it still costs more than tree paper, 54 cents per box, but it's getting increasingly cost competitive. Now on to the overwrap for the boxes. Margaret's overwrap machine, a Sopax brand model, is about the size of a printer. She sets a box of Zeniths on it, and it seals it in what I've always called cellophane in the name of what our era considers safe delivery. For now, this is usually made from petroplastic. When I told her that overwrap fills my house and frays my nerves with each crinkly step I take, Margaret nodded empathetically. The plant-based wrapping is coming, she said. It's the last piece of the puzzle. You should ask Randy about it. Randy, I asked, your uncle? I loved Randy. I farmed with him often, but he didn't strike me as someone who read biomaterials journals. <laughs> I had recently watched him armed with a shotgun and wearing a muscle shirt chase off two squirrels who were chewing a drip line. Ask him, Margaret said, wrapping another box of Zeniths. On planting day in Oregon 2018, I did. Turns out Randy Flewellen, bearded, 59, and generally camo-clad, is a genuine thinker. When I started griping about the overwrap gap during a seed drill floater delay, he dropped this bombshell. Oh, they can make overwrap from biomaterials, Randy said as I handed him the wrong size socket wrench for the jammed seed chute so close, just not metric. Already do. Company called AET, Applied Extrusion Technologies. Needless to say, I could hardly believe my ears. How could he know that? How do you know that, I asked. Douglas Adams reminds us never to believe anything we hear at cocktail parties. But I would argue a cocktail party has nothing on a farming delay as a fertile BSing ground. It might have to do with all the actual bull dung around a field. Randy said, I was night manager for a printing company called Deluxe Packaging that used their wrapping films. He chucked the wrench in the growing discard pile, bleeding some more on his shirt from the effort. Some of them were plant-based. I worked that shift all night for eight years. You could get bio-based films in all gauges, all styles, including transparent. The plant stuff was the most durable material I worked with. Man, during heavy production times, it could be 80, 90-hour weeks. I wrapped packages till cellophane was in my dreams. Well, now it's in mine. I think they might have got bought out, Randy shouted as Edgar fired up the tractor again. I think the company's called Tagleaf these days out of Canada, or it might be Dubai by now. It was. So I called him. Dang if it isn't true. The product manager for the company's plant-based flexible film product line called Nativia is Emanuela Bardi. Based in the company's Italian offices, she told me via email that the product line's range of flexible films includes a transparent offering with thicknesses ranging from 17 to 50 microns. Nativia is still a niche market compared to the core business of Tagleaf at the global level, she wrote, but sales are growing by double digits each year. And there is a growing consumer awareness about more sustainable packaging. Now, the Nativia line is just one division in one packaging company. And the actual plant feedstock company for Tagleaf is owned by ag giant Cargill, as is the corn binder in my hemp plastic goat, until some of you engineering grad students get working on hemp-based binders. Mm -hmm. So it ain't organic, but it also ain't petrochemicals, which means it's a start. 
So now I'm leaning on Margaret to see if she can't wrap her zenith in this stuff or something like it. Once she does that and her natural good medicines enterprise to a massive scale, I'll get on her to make her delivery vehicles electric. <laughs> this is what I call connecting the dots in our enterprises. And so humanity merges onto the comeback trail. Hmm. All right, you're listening to Doug Fine on Wednesday, Wednesday. If you're just tuning in, this is American Hemp Farmer Adventures and Misadventures in the Cannabis Trade. Back trail. All right, Doug Fine, everybody. Chapter 13, Farmer Fiber Collaboration. Long-lived ant colonies in the desert regulate their behavior not to maximize or optimize food intake, but instead to keep going without wasting resources. This allows the colony to deal with high operating costs. The ants have evolved ways of working together that we haven't yet dreamed of. Deborah M. Gordon. Packaging materials are an impactful starting point for regenerative enterprises, especially from the entrepreneur's standpoint. As a production level buyer, you can, as Margaret does, make good decisions in your product lines containers. But how do 20-acre farm-based enterprises make millions of tons of hemp fiber? The answer is collectively. Our rugged individualists must collaborate. Easier said than done. An agricultural truism holds that getting farmers to cooperate is like herding cats. It's actually worse than that. Cat herders commiserating over a cannabinoid beverage at the end of a rough day describe their shift as like herding farmers. Rather than attempting to link up when it comes to their proprietary apps on the flower or seed side, it is much more likely to be in a region's farmer's best interest to join together on the fiber side, precisely because the cats don't need to be herded. For the most part, they can stay on their own turf. Your hemp fiber is like a mountain. It's there, no matter what your primary hemp application is. And it ain't worth much until you start making something from it. One of my consulting clients was offered $250 per ton for what they call mixed fiber bales straight out of the field. That felt low to me. A Louisville, Kentucky-based fiber processing company, Sunstrand LLC, offered contract farmers $600 per acre for harvested fiber in 2018. Although in and of itself, raw fiber doesn't provide a bonanza. Even $400 an acre net isn't bad if you're also deriving a living from the seed or flower sides of the crop, or both. Better still, when farmers follow Dolly and Wendell's directives, their enterprise's fiber value increases immediately once they make their initially low-value fiber into any finished product. If bagging clean herd is all you do, as Marty at Old Dominion demonstrates, you quadruple your fiber's value. If all you have to do is open your gates for your regional fiber co-op's dump truck once per season, and the next you hear about it is when you receive a check for your share of the retail value of a final horse bedding product, fiber might prove a real benefit to independent farmer entrepreneurs. But even though fiber might be the component of hemp's and other plants' architecture that will play the largest role in extending human tenure here on terra firma, successful development of biomaterials as a mainstream industrial feedstock is far from guaranteed. In any promising industry, it's the people already trying to survive in it 
who will deliver the cheerleader a reality check. There are three common themes in all my interviews with bio-based materials engineers. Fiber processing requires pretty large entry costs, massive amounts of material, and, depending on the application, a fair amount of expertise. For instance, when you ask plant-based materials engineer Patrick Flaherty, founder of Kentucky's PF Design Lab, what an independent farming cooperative might want to know about industrial fiber like plastics or boxes, he pulls out three different composite strips called coupons, flicks them like diving boards, and replies, are you interested in strength or stiffness? What's the aspect ratio in your product? What vibration damping properties are you looking for to dissipate energy? There's a science to fiber, in other words. Aspect ratio, for example, is the length of the fiber pieces within your plastic composite or cardboard divided by its diameter. It will be different in, say, a skateboard versus a compostable shipping box. Fiber pros like Shane Ball, who for two years was farmer relations manager for Sunstrand, said, Basically, we could refine fiber into whatever the app is. We could process it to the micron. These guys have engineers and chemists on staff. For independence, there is a low-hanging fruit on the fiber side, and it's that herd. Our inner core of the hemp stalk once it is separated from the long strands of outer bast. Herd is relatively easy to produce once you have the equipment and sufficient supply. Separate the herd from the bast, clean and chop it to the right dimensions, and bag it. Herd markets are both existing and growing. The most rapidly developing ones are hemp-building feedstock and animal bedding. As we discussed, Marty Phipps still had to import herd to meet demand for his high-end horse bedding as of 2018. Herd was the fastest-growing segment of the Canadian market in 2016, which isn't really saying much since seed-based apps still dominate in Canada and hemp flour wasn't even legal back then. The point is that relatively easy herd apps like hemp-based building are coming into their own. But herd is still a crop. Farming practices affect fiber properties, which then contribute to the properties of the market-ready fiber. Still, the technical challenges for a simple herd operation aren't a deal-breaker for a coalition of independent hemp farmers. Herd is herd, pretty much, Flaherty said. But when it comes to bast fiber, input quality is critical. And time. It can take three seasons before you dial in your fiber yield and quality protocol and before you fully learn your decortication equipment. So our putative fiber cooperative might be wise to invest in a facility and equipment that can handle all sides of the stock, but start with herd. There you go. Start with herd. Don't herd, don't herd cats, though. That's just, that's just not even necessary to be herding cats. Where is this? For the sound effects when you need them. Oh, my God. And the ads and the catalog. All right, kids. Thanks for story time today and let me hang out with my dragon. He needed to have some supervision right now. <laughs> anyway, have a great Wednesday, Wednesday. As always, be smart, be safe, and educate. And um, be nice out there. <laughs> Wash your hands out there. And uh, I hear Texas has just let out. They released the Kraken. Oh, boy. All right, guys. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Have a great one.